Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Would you close down the... By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would transition. It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop... Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But That's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry, I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. We have to keep this going. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do give it to solar and wind. We have one final question. The biggest statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically, what he's saying is he is going to destroy the oil industry. Will you remember that Texas? Will you remember that Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you ten seconds to respond, and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. Takes everything out of context. It takes everything out of context. I need stop it, Trump. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it now. Stop taking it out of context when you were actually uh, predicting what the future was going to be. I, I I think I got to ask a real serious question. How do we somehow think that government could just shut down an economy and then just say, "Hey, we flipped the switch back on." And not think that there would be possibly some severe outcomes for for what? 1.8 years? I talked about the tsunami that will not stop for years to come. Well, 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 we are in those years, and I was correct, and they did come. Here we are. We're in those years. We were talking about the tsunami. We keep rolling in. And people in the future, I, I think they're going to be shocked at our stupidity. I mean, we just spent what we normally spend over decades, and we actually did it in two short years? What we normally spend, that is exactly what we have done. Wow. And now here we are. Nothing to see here. We just built back better, folks. This is destruction. The destruction is necessary to deliver you a bright green new future. They want us to make a deal on that. No, I don't, I don't think so. Because the people that we vote for and then we pay, like we, we pay these politicians to run our society correctly, don't we? That's what we pay them to do. That's why we listen to what they say in their campaigns and their promises. And then we just hope they're going to go do it correctly. And uh, they've had two years to fix this. And they did just the opposite. Do you even now still question if this was and still is intentional? Biden's announced he's going to consider using his emergency war powers 
to increase gas production. He sent this letter out to all the to all the oil companies. Uh, JB did. Yeah, it's their fault. Now, I, I guess we. It, I guess that means we pivoted from Putin, right? Yeah, obviously now. It's not Putin's fault, it's the oil companies. In a letter to the largest U.S. oil producers, President Biden told refiners to do more to increase supply. What we have seen is they are not, their, their capacity is not there. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says gas producers are using the war in Ukraine to justify higher prices. I mean, that is not a patriotic thing to do. And the person, uh, the president has the right to call them out. The president says his administration will work with the National Petroleum Council and refiners to increase production capacity and will use every lever at his disposal to reduce gas prices. How do they even repeat that, using everything at his disposal to reduce gas prices, except drill uh it would be like we're in a famine the president is doing everything at his disposal to get food into the country except grow it wow this is just uh no way is this going to get better before it gets much worse and it feels like the walls are closing in it's because they they are there's no way out at this point and nobody should be shocked by any of this i mean the outcome was guaranteed he campaigned on it he said this was exactly what he was going to do. And I think people, a lot of people have fun with politics, don't they? Nothing wrong with having fun in life. You know, sometimes politics, uh, getting involved with it can be a distraction from real life. Uh, this is very serious business. What's going on right now? And, uh, you know, looking back over the last two years, you know, wow, look at all this money showing up in people's bank accounts all over the country. Uh, almost like magic. Almost like a magic wand, right? Because some of those jobs of the past are just not going to come back. And when somebody says, like the person you just mentioned, who I'm not going to advertise for. Trump. That he's going to bring all these jobs back. He did. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? Uh, he uh, cut regulations back. Uh, he brought back uh, jobs from overseas. And we actually had CEOs giving people bonuses at work. But anyhow, continue. He just says, well, I'm going, I'm going to negotiate a better deal. Well, how, what, how exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? And usually the answer is he doesn't have an answer. Well, you know what? We uh, suddenly appeared up with a magic wand because like magic, all this money just showed up and students started Zooming and a lot of people didn't go to work and that couldn't last very long, right? Come on. Uh, we have the Chevron CEO warning. Now, again, when, when you think about this, when you want to talk to an expert, you go to a doctor. Uh, well, we used to say that, right? you got to research your doctor now, uh, experts. When I want to find out what's going on on the farm, I'll talk to a farmer. Uh, when I want to find out what's going on in, in the oil industry, I would think the Chevron CEO, I think we could, could at least give him an ear. We might not agree with what he says, but let's, let's take it in here. He said there may never be another oil refinery built in America again due to Biden's policies. Let me repeat that there may never ever be another oil refining built in america again the chevron ceo is actually warning 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 they're seeing refineries being repurposed to become bio refineries he said well that's the expert when it comes to oil uh food yeah it's still in the grocery stores isn't it you can still pretty much find what you need 
unless it's baby formula or tampons. Those are the two uh, at the top, and I don't have to deal with either of those, so I don't feel that effect yet. But I am noticing, and have you noticed? I mentioned it with uh, the Copenhagen snuff, uh, how I started to notice, like, am I going through this faster? Raise a hand if you've noticed the toilet paper going quicker. Okay, yep, we have a... And it's it's funny how... It's like we know it's happening. We know shrinkflation has happened, but it takes us a while to realize it, doesn't it? It does. Let's go listen to this farmer. Hey, guys, so while sitting at my son's baseball game today, I got talking to another farmer, and I asked him, I was like, hey, what are you seeing on your side of things? Like, I've talked to everyone, like, nearest to me, but what are you seeing? And he said, you know what? We called to try and get diesel for this fall to lock in a price, and they're not even letting us. There is zero way for them to get a tank to lock in a price so they're not hit as hard this fall. They told them absolutely not because they're anticipating diesel prices being nine fifty um, up towards to ten to ten fifty by this fall. That alone, guys, to fill the tractors and the equipment needed to get the product out of the field is going to be astronomically bad all the way around. So understand, people are like, oh, plan ahead. We're trying. They're not letting us. No, they're not going to let you. And we're in the ag headquarters right here. I mean, this is the capital of ag. I don't have to tell you. If you're a farmer or grower, if you're involved with ag, what $10 a gallon for diesel for the fall would actually mean. I was telling you about that farmer, John Boyd Jr. He's the president of the National Black Farmers Association. Uh, I quoted him yesterday, and I found his audio. Let's go listen to what this farmer has to say. Uh, we're, we're we're in a crisis right now in America, as far as the food chain goes, and what's going on with the American farmer in this country. We're going to see a lot of empty shelves and a lot more higher prices uh, for those people who haven't been to the grocery store lately. Uh, the prices are already rising, ah. and they're going to continue to go up. Yep. And if you're not listening, he just said a lot of empty shelves. A lot more higher food prices. And what does this cost to farmers? I'm paying $5.63 for a gallon of diesel fuel. $900 a ton for fertilizer. All-time high prices for soybean seeds. And uh, we just this, this is a time where America needs to pay attention to what's going on to farmers. Because, uh, you know, you may, you may not need to a doctor or or a lawyer or something like that, but you need a farmer every day. Mm-hmm. All our jobs depend on ag. Everybody's stomachs depend on ag. Uh, wow, man, this is... Uh, I hate to put this out there, but it's the truth. It's the reality. Uh, you know, while you're asleep at night, how, how do you feel? Well, Joe Biden wants to know how we feel when we're asleep at night. Here's a quote from him. He said, ask yourself... How well are you going to sleep at night knowing that every five years, Ted Cruz and other congressional Republicans pushing ultra MAGA policies are going to vote on whether you'll have Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid? That's their plan. That, that, that was a tweet that he sent out. What's he talking about as the country is, is faltering? Oh, but yeah, he is focused. Yeah, I'm going to say he's focused. He's completely focused. Uh, he's going to send a billion dollars in cash to help families. Well, that, that's good. I mean, we've already spent trillion. What's just another billion? Oh, it's going to families in the Ukraine. 
to purchase essential items. I'm not I'm not kidding you. He's directed another billion. It, let's just start calling it the laundry operation uh, over in Ukraine. So families can purchase essential items. I read, today I'm announcing an additional uh, humanitarian assistance to help people inside Ukraine, including by supplying safe drinking water, critical medical supplies, health care, food, shelter, and cash for families to purchase essential items. Do you think uh, Basement Boy Biden actually realizes there are towns right here in the Central Valley who don't have safe drinking water? I mean, we we know that. There are towns out there. It's, it, it's incredible today. And he's going to help the Ukraine purchase essential items. That, that that is just so Joe Biden, isn't it? It just is. Bless his heart. Look at him. Just wanting to help everybody. Another food plant goes up in flames. We'll cover that. And Ford recall of their electric Mustang. I saw that commercial on that, and I thought, man, that is a that's a smooth looking car. Maybe you got one. They need it back for a little bit. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. You're listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. No, he didn't. When I was talking about working with Our Lady Peace at the record company, we were talking about other artists. I said Joe Satriani was on the label, the guitar player there, and uh, we started saying Surfing with the Alien. Yeah, yeah, that was the song, and I've never been a rock guy. I just got paid to work it, but uh, way to go, man. There there you go. Hit, hit it again. Can you hit it again? Let's, yeah, little Joe Satriani? Uh, oh, it's not at your fingertips. Oh, he was playing it live. That was you playing it live. Okay, there we go. Uh, not a good look for Ford Motor Car right now. They're uh, going to stop the sale of their electronic Mustang Mach-E crossover. Now, if you got one, uh, like I said, it's a smooth-looking ride, and I'm not against electric vehicles. I just Everybody can't get them at once. Well, not everybody can afford them. And that, nobody can even afford a gas car in this economy, much less a $56,000, $76,000 electric vehicle with the power rates going up. Uh, I heard over the last six months they've gone up 20%. Uh, so anyhow, there's an issue with this, a safety defect. They said 49,000 of the 100,000 Mach-E's produced during this time frame be part of this recall. Uh, if they were built between May 27th of 2020 and May 24th, 2022. Well, that's almost every from the last two years there. Uh, sorry to... If I was... But you probably got a notification from Ford before they even put it out to the... Uh, to the public but uh you know biden they're doubling down on this belief that we're ready to get rid of the engine and our our corner gas station and the uh federal government you know they can't force us to buy them but they're not quite yet this is their plan to i mean you'll be like okay i guess i have to go in with it'll be like timeshares you know well you can't afford it and right now their uh, average is fifty six thousand. they go more expensive than that but uh you know just say two years three four five years from now when they uh 2030 in california when they all knew and got to be phased out i i guess it'll be like uh, four people will go in on one electric car i mean uh, we're seeing right here, there's uh, 110,000 or so gas stations scattered across America. 
And I have heard uh, the story is when you get out on the highways and byways that it's a little nervous in electric uh, vehicles. You know, you can wait a half hour to recharge or wait in a line. And I, I guess with you're figuring right now that with the price of gas, you're willing to do that. And again, yeah, the concept is awesome. Uh, the fact that people got solar panels on their roofs and schools have them. We have parking garages that are covered with solar panels on the top. I saw a picture today of a big golf course that had a bunch of solar panels out on it. And yeah, nothing wrong with it. It's great. But it has to be phased in at a, uh, a phase where we don't have to you know, go back to the Stone Age. And that's all part of Build Back Better, man. They got to they gotta destroy it first. That's what they that's what they love to do, man. I can tell you that here. They uh they're spending 7.5 billion. Okay, we just sent 40 billion to Ukraine, another billion to Ukraine, 7.5 billion to build equitable charging network. Equitable charging network. So so what that means is they're going to have a fair share of all around the city, right? So you might have let's just say every city has a poor part a poor part of town. They're not going to afford these electric vehicle things. Uh, now there hopefully will come a day where the price does come down, but you're going to j- this is just going to be um, can, can, can you just say chaos? And I think that's what they like it. $5 billion is going to go to charging infrastructures along the highway corridors out and around. Uh, they're going to provide $2.5 billion also for charging access in underserved and overburdened communities. And I don't know what they define as an overburdened community with the way inflation's going right now. That pretty much covers everybody. Uh, but these batteries, again, and I'm going to keep – and educate yourself on this and maybe jot it down, print it out, put it somewhere, uh, have it in your phone when somebody starts talking about, well, we got to do this immediately. Uh, see if they actually understand. Say, okay, look at that Tesla right there, that, that battery. There's a 1,000-pound battery. Uh, in that 25 pounds of lithium 60 pounds of nickel 44 pounds of bag manganese 30 pounds of cobalt 200 pounds of copper 400 pounds of aluminum over 6,000 individual lithium ion cells to manufacture each of these you got to process 25,000 uh 25,000 pounds of brine for the lithium 30,000 pounds of ore for the cobalt 5,000 pounds of ore for the nickel 25,000 pounds of ore for the copper. All told, you dig up half a million pounds of the Earth's crust for one battery. <laughs> They'll be like, no, that can't be true. How dare, How dare you? Don't even say that, right? Uh, well, yeah, that, that's what it is. And if you take into account, also go go with the environmentalist and say, what about the child and slave labor that in the Congo that's going to be out uh, pretty soon? They'll turn around and probably have a telethon in your favor. Uh, and I'm not going to deny that that oil isn't kind of dirty. And when it escapes, it's really filthy. But when you consider it all, man, if you want to balance out the earth with the environment after what I just described, you got to go dig up for one battery. One battery. What is the balance? Think of the benefits. 
And the negative aspect, that's never, ever talked about. Another food processing plant went up in flames, fire ripped through a pizza-making plant in Wisconsin. Uh, It was so big, 70 firefighters had to come out. It was a 120,000-square-foot facility. So this is like the when you get your frozen pizzas at the grocery store. This is where it comes from. Festive food, manufacturing frozen pizzas. Walmart, they're a seller of one of their brands. And, uh, I mean, this is one on a much larger scale of, quote, quote, accidental fires one by one. I mean, this is hurting our food supply chain. And I, I hold in my hand a printout, one page, two page, three pages, four page of 97 incidents that have happened. Now, I don't have the time or probably even the research ability to do this. Maybe you do on your part. Maybe you're retired and you're sitting at home and you want something to do. Go back uh, pre, pre-Biden. pre Go back and look at 2015, 2016, 17, and see how many fires there were in food processing plants. I, I wonder if there's a reporter working on that because we might find out, oh, this year's no different, and they're just hyping this up. But it seems really, really odd, doesn't it? I mean, there are so, like I said, 97 uh, counting right now. Kind of odd, kind of odd. Stock market, your 401k, I'm so sorry. President Biden once bragged about the stock market hitting record after record after record on my watch. How about now? Meaning the stock market. All the gains from President Biden's time in office have been wiped out. So, as you know, we're watching. We're watching closely. Uh, we know families are concerned about inflation in the stock market. Uh, that is something that the president is is really aware of. And so, look, we face global challenges. We've talked about this. Uh, this is we're not the only wham, 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 dealing wham, wham. Uh, with what we're seeing at the moment as it relates to inflation. You know, Putin Putin's price hike, inflation. Do you uh, like thousand? Island or Italian? Out of a once in a generation uh, global pandemic, all all of those things play a factor. Oh, and, uh, and you know, but the thing, the way that we see this is that Tell the American us. people are well positioned uh, <laughs> to face these challenges because of the economic historic uh, gains that we have made oh uh, under this president, under this president in the last sixteen months. Historic gains under this president. You don't have to worry about the stock market at all. All this intended chaos. They've been up to it since. Let's go back January seventeenth. And President Trump was sworn in, right? They started impeachment then, and this chaos continues. What is the Republican response? Well, a Republican study committee, they wrote it down, and I'm going to read it to you next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Sad to say, the voice of the Bulldogs, announcer Bill Woodward, uh, he passed, and uh, we're going to bring in a man that uh, knows a lot more about him, and uh, Paul Leffler, uh, who's now the voice of Fresno State, but he... I don't think he takes the motto, the voice of the Bulldogs, because that went to, to Bill Woodward, and he passed. We'll be talking to Mr. Leffler here uh, before the uh, top of the hour. Somehow, I guess we, we think we humans are are in control, don't we? But when I heard about how va- I was thinking the other day about, uh, I was talking on the air about how vast space is and how many billions of light years, and it just blows your mind. And I found out this week, I don't know if you knew this, the Earth is moving more than 3,000 miles an hour under our feet. They're saying in the inner core, a huge iron ball the size of Pluto and as hot as the sun is under our feet. And they said uh, our understanding of this has uh, expanded dramatically in the past 30 years. And they said the Earth's core has been shown to move and change over decades as well. They do all this at a U.S. Air Force facility in Montana. Uh, so I, did you ever think we, we always think about space and out there we never really you know twenty thousand leagues under the sea that's about as far as deep as we go but man the 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 inner core they said is not fixed it's moving under our feet and it seems to be going back and forth they said it like a couple of kilometers every six years so man it's down there speeding around this uh, blueprint that the Republican Study Committee put together uh, to to save America. Do, do you think we need to be saved? Yeah, I got fears of winning the midterm, taking back the, you know, even get uh, the House and the Senate in 2022. And then so then it's going to be our turn uh, to perform. And I just, I don't know, man, I just don't see them fighting these culture wars. I see them trying to get along and being like, okay, we can get along. We're in power now. Let's all. And I'm, I'm not against getting along as, as long as getting along doesn't destroy us. This Republican Study Committee, its conservatives within the House of Representatives, released a new budget proposal for fiscal year 2023, and it's total opposite of Biden's. Uh, because when you look at the Republican one, it it values life and it talks about family. It's uh, the blueprint to save America. And here's some of the ways they said. Uh, cut wasteful federal spending. Ching, ching. Curb government-induced inflation. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, ching, ching, though. Uh, it protects the Department of Defense from Biden's priorities. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, we need to just be worried about hate to say it, killing enemies with our defense. Uh, it addresses health care challenges, saves Social Security, includes pro-growth tax reform, drains the infrastructure swamp. Please go into detail on that, man. Uh, tell me uh, how you're going to get that done. It said it reforms the social safety net, promotes energy abundance. Ching, ching, good deal. It grows agricultural freedom and flexibility. How do we grow agricultural freedom and flexibility? Um, By pushing back against environmental extremism. That was their final point. So there you go. That all sounds good. Didn't that sound good? That sounds good. Sounds real good on paper. But it rarely survives. I I tell you what, I I think the best thing that we could do in America as as conservative Republicans is to push the fact that, that communism and their socialism always was and will always be evil. We, if you grew up in America in, in the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, into the nineties, the wall, you know, everything coming down, you know, we, you, you, it was just part of us. 
hot dogs, apple pie, and communism's bad. Uh, now it's being viewed as, well, it's a new way to do things, right? Yeah. Everything's fair. They don't understand. They haven't been taught. They don't understand. We need to teach, and if we're not going to teach it in the schools, they need to teach it uh, in their advertising commercials from the steps of Congress, uh, in all the debates, uh, because it's killed more than 100 million people worldwide through war and, and famines and just flat out get in line and pop, 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 pop executions. Now, let's go look at the graphs. Let's go look at the charts. Let's go see who are the biggest killers. Uh, Lenin, he, he oversaw the deaths of between 3 and 5 million people. Now, uh, Stalin, he had, to, he had to up him a little bit. Yeah, he, he went up to 20 million. Yeah, can you imagine 20 million of your own people just killing them, murdering them? Seven and a half of them were Ukrainians, by the way. So that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. There are people in the Ukraine today that that sat around and heard Grandma Babushtovich uh, talk about stories uh, of uh, Stalin killing them, right? So you still got a lot of that. Uh, Mao over in China, uh, he, he's at the top. Let's, let's give it up for Mao. He's uh, number one, 77 million deaths. Can you believe that? Wow. One person can have that kind of power to, to instruct the death of 77 million million people a little further down the list Khmer Rouge in Cambodia Cambodia killed two million and uh, you know hundreds of thousands with Cuba and North Vietnam and uh, all by design go read Karl Marx a revolution that cares as little about the human life it destroyed as an earthquake cares about the houses it ravages said Karl Marx Despite all this, though, you got schools, you got colleges, you got the media, you got entertainment uh, downplaying the evils of this. You got uh, uh, the Kohlenmeister, Colin Kaepernick, going around with, you know, Fidel Castro and Che Guevara stuff. Uh, yeah, the evils of communism. And uh, I, I gave a speech, uh, a little talk uh, last week, one night to some Republican people. And this lady came up after and she said, do you know what? Uh, I, she said, I love listening to your show. I was thinking, thinking. And she goes, you know the show I like the best? And, of course, I had no idea. And she said, the one where you had your neighbor and his family on who escaped Cuba. And, I, and she goes, that was so good to tell people about what communism is like, right? I think that's one thing the Republican could, could truly focus on and show the difference. We're going to talk to the voice of Fresno State Athletics, Paul Leffler, on the passing of the voice of the Bulldogs, Bill Woodward. We'll talk to Leffler. He'll be in next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Well, I don't know how many times a year I could talk to Paul Leffler, the voice of Fresno State, and say you're in a uh, sports break, correct there, Paul? Yeah, you know, I, I had the National Spelling Bee a week or so ago in D.C., and then I, I haven't had uh, any competition to announce since then. Wow. But I'm surviving, Trevor, somehow, some way. The Spelling Bee. Boy, when they got their eyes closed, that tension as they're trying to come up with the next letter, it's, it's almost as intense as uh, a fourth uh, quarter uh, Hail Mary. No joke. I, anybody who asked me about that, because, you know, you hear it over the years. It used to be on ESPN. This year was the first year on some new networks, Ion and Bounce and the Scripps family. But 
they always say, you know, is it really like a sport? I said, I promise you, when you get down to those final two spellers, you know how high the stakes are. You know how hard they've worked for it. The tension in that room is every bit as palpable as a do-or-die two-point conversion in the fourth quarter of a bowl game or, you know, the buzzer beater at the end of a conference championship game or, or anything that we saw in the College World Series when the dogs won it all. It really is that intense, and those young people are just incredible. So that's a blast to work on every year. Well, that that has to be fun as well. And uh, they, they can win some money too, don't they? Or do they just get a trophy? Well, the champion this year, her name's Harini Logan. She's from San Antonio. She won more than $50,000 in cash and a whole bunch of other things. And she gets to go on all these TV shows. And, and she's a celebrity as they say so yeah it's a pretty big deal you're refreshing my memory it had to be 2000 we had a local winner because i interviewed him uh years a couple years back is that refreshing you a local winner here that we had yeah in fact it was only the second year we had had a local competition to qualify a speller to go to the nationals and uh, her name is ananya vinay yeah representing clovis unified and uh, now she's doing all kinds of great things in high school and I'm sure we'll be hearing some more from her in the future. She is something special. Do people tell you you have a photographic memory? Because, I mean, I just randomly brought that up. You didn't know when you knew her name, Ananya Vinay. I remember that. But you knew it right off the top there. And when you said 50000 that's what triggered me because I think she got some money uh, as well there. Well, uh you went back to the you said the or when Fresno State won the World Series, College World Series, and we know who was making that call. And Paul, uh, let, let's talk about the life of the voice of the Bulldogs, legendary radio announcer Bill Woodward uh, passing away. Yeah, what what a heartbreaking reality that set in yesterday. And and you know, true to form, when Bill left the Valley, he wasn't trying to bask in the glow of his deserved acclaim you know he wanted some anonymity he wanted his wife with his wife and up on a lake in washington right at the edge of the olympic peninsula and you know he was so content there so we didn't hear from him a lot once he moved and you know they he passed away a few weeks ago they've already had the service but some of his friends caught wind yesterday and and that news spread and you know i've heard from so many people and everything that said is so right on you know, if you read the Fresno Bee this morning, you saw what his longtime friend Harry Gakian said. I thought Harry hit it on the, the nose better than anybody, that Bill was a friend to all. You know, if, if you met him, there was no pretense. There was no, hey, I'm the voice of the Bulldogs. It was, hi, I'm Bill. Good to meet you. You know, he was an unassuming guy who had an incredible voice. I mean, a powerful voice, instantly recognizable. I grew up in the Valley. I grew up listening to Bill. And, you know, the second you heard his voice, you knew it was Bill. You knew it was the Bulldogs, and you knew who he was. He was your friend, whether you'd met him or you know before or not. He was a comforting voice. He put the the soundtrack and the captions to all the great Bulldog moments for decades, and you know he was a model of consistency and dedication. Uh, just a phenomenal person, a legendary announcer, and another great loss now for the Bulldog family. Let Let's go listen to a call and let's hear what Paul's talking about there in the event you. Had never heard uh, Bob call a game. Uh, Paul, this was uh, from 2004, I think, against Virginia here. Make it to Mathis. Throw over the middle. Spock is here. He makes the catch. Get in there, baby. Down to the one-yard line. Is he in? The call it. It's over, baby. How about that? 37-34. Fresno State defeats Virginia. 
Bill, a lot of voice, Mr. Woodward there uh, on that call. You, that probably brings back some memories for you. It does, because that's back when I was working in television and, and we were, you know, following that game. That was our top story that day. So I was multitasking, cutting some other highlights and listening to Bill on that call. And yeah, I, I think the whole newsroom erupted when that happened. And I know the red wave was erupting all over the place. Those who weren't there in Boise watching it live in that bowl game. Uh, that was a special moment. There's so many others. You know, he, he really had a knack for making those moments come alive, whether it was the NIT with Boyd Grant in 83 at Madison Square Garden or Tark's teams 20 years later that gave him some big thrills with Dave Severance there. Um, you know, certainly I grew up and really fell in love with Bill's work on baseball because Fresno State was the number one team in the nation in 88 in baseball, and he called all those games in Omaha and did it again in 91. And even in 2008, I had to miss the first game in Omaha for my grandfather's funeral. And here's Bill who hadn't called baseball in 15 years. And he was willing to jump in there and do that as a favor to me. And I think he had a lot of fun doing it. In fact, he told me so. And looking back, I think that's so special that the voice of the Bulldogs, a guy who did this longer for more games than anybody else. And there've been some great ones. Lon Simmons and Gus Zerniel did this before him, but nobody did it as long or as well as Bill. And the fact that he got to be a piece of that national championship in 2008 is pretty special, too. Yeah, it says here, I, I read he started in 1972. He did football, basketball, baseball. Sounds like somebody I know. Called more than 2,000 Fresno State events. Have uh, Paul, have you ever added up to date where, where you're at on that chart? No, but I know it doesn't compare to Bill's total, and, and I don't know that it ever will. And the thing was, though, he wasn't about that, right? I mean, the the radio booth that I get to announce with Pat Hill and Cam Worrell from every home game is named the Bill Woodward Radio Booth, and I try to make sure I say that each and every game because that's a big deal. He deserves that and more, but he never made it about himself, right? It was always about the team. It was about the Bulldogs. He was a relational guy. He had great relationships with coaches. They were his friends. If a fan came up, he was always gracious. Maybe the, the only people he wasn't always gracious with were referees in a basketball <laughs> or football game. Uh, he let you know how he felt about that. Well, but, that, that's, know, part, that's part of the answer. game. That's part of the game, right? It is. It is. It is. And, and he was, Trevor, he was a great announcer. He was a great guy. I wish we had had him more in this area the last decade. But he was being, you know, he was where he wanted to be. And, uh, and you know, he was a family man, too. And there were some great quotes from his son in the newspaper I distinctly remember because you know before I got to call the games I would do this pregame show with Bill in the booth there and his wife Sheila would always be in the back of the booth sitting there with her legs crossed reading a book and you know she was going to read the book not watch the game but she was there with Bill and that meant something to both of them and I talked to him right after he lost her a year and a half two years ago and, and that was so devastating and so hard for him but, but it sounds like did they get a, did they get a decade almost a decade though together after he retired up there where you said he went and be, became real private up at a lake. They did, yeah. They got yeah. I think about a dozen years, and and that was priceless. And every time I'd call up there, she would usually answer the phone and then hand it to Bill. And uh, they were just such a, a great pair. Well, you lost a friend. A you you lost a friend. Too. I didn't know here till the end really how close here. Uh, you know, working with him and what you're sharing right now. You lost a buddy. Well, you know, I lost someone that I looked up to, that I respected. I mean, I didn't spend as much time with them as, as some others did. I didn't get to call games with them. I, I did some of the you know pregame stuff for him, and I'd fill in for him if he had a conflict with football and basketball. 
but I definitely respected him. And having grown up, listened to him. I'm sure that, that some of the way he did his job has rubbed off on me. And, and I just, I hope I can live up to that legacy because that's what he established that this was a special place and his job wasn't just a job. It was really a privilege and a calling. And that's the way he approached it. That's the way I try to approach it. And it's the, the example that he set that I think made that the reality. All right, Paul, thank you very much, and thank you for sharing, and I'm going to play him on the way out here, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Paul Leffler, he's the voice of Fresno State. Uh, let's go listen one more time. Make it to Mathis. Throw over the middle. Spock is here. He makes the catch. Get in there, baby. Down to the one-yard line. Is he in? Is he call it? It's over, baby. It's over. How about that? <laughs> 37-34, Fresno State defeats Virginia. Bill Woodward passing on. Thank you, Paul Luffler, for sharing those sentiments right there. Woo, looky here. Anti-cop militants on the school board admit they were wrong. Did they say it? No, they just decided to vote differently. We'll talk about it next. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus